Hey ladies and gents and welcome to the Controlled Interest Gamecast where we talk about video games and everything happening in the industry. Episode 33. Huge news this week. We got the Switch. We got Red Dead Redemption 2 trailer. How's it going, Dom? Let's switch topics later oh, on. God. Uh, uh. Oh god. Oh uh, god. Jordan, what's up? Boo. Boo, yeah. Ter- terrible. Uh, the man of segways. Everybody hit up domsocks.com. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so huge news this week, but before we get into all that, we got to talk about, as always, what we've been playing this week. Um, not too busy of a week for me. Um, I played the Pokemon Sun and Moon demo, which I talked about with you guys a little bit. Um, awesome. I really like the camera work in the game. Uh, it feels like a brand new Pokemon game. Uh, it, there's a really cool mode now that kind of, it's not the same, but it kind of, uh, eases people of wanting a Pokemon Snap 2. It's called the PokeFinder, and in the game you actually take pictures of Pokemon. I mean, it's not as robust. You can't, like, zoom in or anything. It's kind of very bare bones. But it is cool. I it's, see it's like, you know, they're kind of hinting at, like, hey, you guys want a Pokemon Snap? We'll give you the ability to take pictures at the very least, which I thought was interesting. Um, the game itself, like I said, is really cool. I like the camera angles they use, the... the um, the sprites look very good. It just looks like an upgraded Pokemon game, which I really enjoy. Um, I love the the demo. Uh, we were actually talking about, too, there was a rumor that there isn't going to be any gyms in the game, which is kind of like, whoa, that's kind of crazy, not Pokemon game with no gyms. And uh, that it's actually it's four islands, kind of like uh, Hawaii in the Alola region, and that you kind of have to go through these like trials and tribulations. And each island has its own set of trials that you have to kind of like get through and get a reward for. So there is a gym esque kind of mechanic in the game, but it isn't set gyms. So we'll see how that works out. Uh, my guess is that there's a new game plus kind of thing, since the first gen is so heavily involved in it with all of the Alolan forms that there might be a new game plus with gyms or something. I don't know, we'll see. Uh, other than that, played Overwatch, um, played some more Battlefield 1, and uh, wa- uh, caught up on Westworld. I haven't been able to catch up on Atlanta, but I caught up on Westworld, and boy, is that show, uh, show good. So it's pretty much my week. What about you guys? Nice. Westworld is awesome. Atlanta is getting bonkers, dude. What Do you know what episode uh, you The last episode I watched was six, so I think I'm a couple episodes behind. Okay, yeah, because the latest two, I was going to say, are like really really different from anything you've seen so far so i'm excited to hear what you think um westworld is also great and uh it's getting me in in some western vibes so started uh the third dark tower book this week which revolves around the gunslinger which is a very you know western type of deal there and i also started a game called red dead redemption on the playstation never heard of it computer entertainment system uh yeah so it's it's pretty cool so far i'm probably like five-ish six-ish hours into it um personally i'm not a huge fan of rockstar games just because uh usually they're not they don't speak to me and i think they're um they're a little bit janky like they're nowhere near as janky as uh as bethesda games but i think like the uh, the graphics aren't usually quite as as up to snuff as uh most of the other industry games that I play, like third AAA games, GTA um, Five graphics weren't up to snuff. I mean, like that game looks all right. I mean, yeah, like I would never say like I would never talk about a Rockstar game as being one of the best looking games in the industry. Maybe I'm best uh, looking. My biggest problem is they just feel like they don't control that well. Like I thought yeah. Assassin's Creed Syndicate controlled better than GTA Five does. But. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely think that controls is part of the jankiness that I feel as well. 
Um, and I'm not saying they're bad. Like I said, they're they're way ahead of Bethesda as far as the jankiness goes. Yeah. So that 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 tells you a lot. But about it's how charming. <laughs> not to me, it's not. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I'm enjoying it. I'm like I said, I'm feeling those Western vibes because of Westworld and stuff right now. Um, so it's really scratching the the Western itch. Um, and I like John Marston as a character a, a lot. Um, He's really well voiced. He's actually, uh, even though like his facial expressions aren't perfect, the the body movements that he does, um, I think actually do a really good job of portraying what he's what he's trying to get across. Um, so, so far I like the story about how he's trying to kind of redeem himself. Um, hey, Red Dead Redemption. I wonder what what that's all about. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, so far it's good. I'm not like that far into it to where I could give you really in-depth uh, thoughts, but it is a solid game. Um, interesting interesting that, story about then... the voice actor for John Marston. He did Red Dead Redemption and then quit the industry. Never made another game. He quit the industry and is raising his daughter, so he kind of pulled a... What's the guy's name uh, that was in Spaceballs and Honey, I Shrunk the Kids? I can't remember his name. The actor with the glasses. Uh... uh yeah, I know who you're talking about. It's Rick Moranis. Is that right? He yeah. quit the industry of Hollywood because he wanted yes. to raise his kids in like Idaho or something. So it's kind of like the same vein. The guy was a really good voice actor in Red Dead Redemption, and he kind of just gave it up. So it's kind of sad. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, well, shout out to him for you know doing what he needed to do for his family, just like his character in Red Dead Redemption. <laughs> right. um, so yeah, besides that, I've also been doing some... Uh, Star Wars Battlefront because I'm also yeah. on, on a little Star Wars kick over here. Um, Can I point something out really quick? Oh please! <clears throat> uh, EA just announced they're doing like a, a game of the year edition of Battlefront, only forty bucks, thirty two bucks if you buy it on Amazon and as a Prime member. So that's pretty good. It com- comes with the season pass. So yeah, so I'm wondering if they're going to drop the price of the season pass because they kind of have to. It can't be cheaper than the Goatee edition of the game. Yeah, or more expensive than that. <laughs> Because you know? I'm like, am I gonna? Are you guys really gonna make me buy this other disc just so I can have the season pass content? Like that's just right. Just like dumb. I'd be better off to sell the disc I have and then rebuy the Goatee one than buying yeah. Yeah. just the season pass. Yeah, they, they need to figure oh, it out. Oh, this backwards ass industry. <laughs> um, but anyways, I uh, reason I'm on a Star Wars kick is because uh, my favorite Jedi just got her own novel. And it's uh, simply titled Ahsoka. It's about Ahsoka Tano, who was uh, uh, Anakin's um, Padawan before he turned to Darth Vader. And uh, she's actually also kind of in Star Wars Rebels right now. So this is like telling her story between uh, Star Wars Clone Wars and Star Wars Rebels, the two animated series. Um, And it was a young adult novel, so it wasn't, you know, blowing my mind or anything. It was relatively simple, but... Um, definitely solid novel. I'm definitely glad I read it just because I'm such a big fan of hers. And, uh, so yeah, that's kind of why I've been playing Battlefront. Um, that game, boy, does it have some slow progression. Um, yeah. it's yeah. probably also the fact that I'm just getting like the crap beat out of me because everybody's, you know, really far ahead at this point and has, you know, all their star cards packed up and they're like just really, really, uh, powerful compared to me. So that's, that's where I'll I'm at too eventually. with it. Yeah, so um, I definitely want to get that season pass, though, because you start to feel, like, how few maps there are real quick yep. if you're playing it. So I um, want to get on that Death Star. want to get on that Cloud City, if you know what I'm talking about. Um, I know what you're talking about. 
yeah. So yeah, that's uh, that's been my week. Westerns about, and space operas. How about we switch over to what I've been oh, playing? God. Is this a theme? It's going to be a long <laughs> oh, show. God. <laughs> anyway, uh, first up, Persona Four on the Vita. About okay. four Stick hours in now. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, I I really like it. That's awesome. uh, the beginning is very very drawn out and slow and not much goes on. You're mostly just reading text. You're not really doing yeah. a whole lot in the first couple hours. Um it just started to open up though, at least slightly. Um Did you find a save point? I did. Oh my goodness. I couldn't figure it out. I was like and it makes sense because it's a remake of a PS2 game. So that, that's like a problem a lot of PS2 games would have. You think they could have added something in when they remade it for Vita. I don't know. It was just, it's just cumbersome having to go all the way back to the house to save. And I, I had gone, I, I had put, I think, two and a half, close to three hours in straight. And at one point I died. And then I lost all that. I couldn't Jesus believe it. Christ. Just because I died. Not because it, like, it froze or something. I died and then I, I, was, like, <laughs> I was really pissed yeah. off. And that's when, like, I was, like, ready to just be like, fuck it, I'm done. Screw this game. But I, would, I don't know. I just – I don't do that often, being a Dark Souls fan. So, <laughs> kind of used to it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have a, a high tolerance for dealing with bullshit. Anyway, uh, it's really cool. <clears throat> uh, the All the, the writing and the story so far is actually – it's goofy as hell. Like, it's weird. Like, it's a funny like, game, yeah. You're, you know, you're climbing through TVs and there's this weird little bear. It's ridiculous. But somehow, like, it's intriguing to me. I thought it would be, like, cheesy anime crap, so to speak. <laughs> no, it's, like, weird. But it's really good. Like sci-fi stuff, yeah. Yeah, it's really cool, uh, the stuff they do with the story, so far at least. Um, I don't know how this will go on for 70, 80 hours. That's kind of like, whoa. That's, what else could possibly happen? At this point? I don't know. Well, you're going to be doing a lot of the same thing, that's for sure. No, no. Kind of More like to come that. on that. <clears throat> uh, what else I've been playing is Gears of War 4. Awesome. Noise. First thing, game is 80 gigabytes on PC. Yeah. Eight or 73. Six? I don't remember. 73. Yeah, same on console, same on Xbox One. Holy crap. That took a long time to download over Wi-Fi on my laptop. <laughs> um... It's awesome though. Like this is like it's been so long since I played a Gears game. I love the first three. Never played Judgment, um, but I was just I was just feeling the itch to play this game. I don't and I didn't plan on it. Uh, you know, in the last couple of months, I didn't think I was even gonna buy it. But I don't know. I just saw some footage. I heard you know heard read a couple of reviews and thought, wow, you know, I really want to get back into Gears of War. And it's I think it's probably better than any of the previous ones so far. At least I'm I'm, I'm like. Almost done with the second act. It's like two-fifths of the way through the game. Um, the way they reintroduce Marcus Phoenix is really cool. All the, the writing and the voice acting and the dialogue is much better than the other games. It's not as like, dude bro-ish. It's like... <laughs> it's more, it feels a lot more real. Yeah. And even the new characters aren't as big as, you know... Marcus and Dom were in the other games where they were just like unrealistically large and kind of that's what it was about but they kind of shrink that down a bit big old sausage boys yeah um I played one match online didn't do very well it's really tough although I didn't have any of the problems a lot of other people are uh, reporting on PC that matchmaking isn't working at all 
I didn't have an issue with that. I uh, haven't played any horde mode yet. Really want to do that soon. But so far, really liking it. I mean, it's the gameplay is pretty much the same as previous games. A uh, couple new things they throw in there. Uh, the weather, like the storms, really change up what's going on. You'll go to throw a grenade, and then it'll just, you know, like a bad field goal, it'll just get carried away and go nowhere. <laughs> that kind of stuff. That, that's really cool how that affects uh, what's going on. It's not just like you see rain. It's actually really cool. Um, and then there's some new weapons. But for the most part, yeah, the gameplay is exactly what it was before, and that's what I wanted. So I'm happy with that. Uh, then also, I got to point out again, you guys know I've been watching American Horror Story Season 6, this last episode. Holy crap, it went somewhere. I'm not going to say where, but it, people that wrote this show... Like, thumbs up. Because yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, that's fucking genius. Like, I, when it, it'll pop up on Netflix, you know, a year from now, and I, I'll definitely recommend you guys check it out. Then this season, I've liked more than any of the other ones. So this season in particular, and obviously you can, they're each uh, in their own vacuum. You can watch one, and they don't have a thing to do with each other. Actually, never mind. Scratch that. There's a couple things like Easter eggs across <laughs> seasons, but no meaningful things are the same from season to season. Yeah. Anyway, definitely watch it. Uh, season with six. With Gears 4, I'm actually interested to see if you, A, if you obviously decide to get a Project Scorpio, whatever that ends up being, and then B, if you're able to uh, be able to download that because of the Play Anywhere thing, it's going to be really interesting to see how that all works with backwards compat and everything. Should be able yeah. to. Um, so yeah. let's hop into the news here. Uh, first couple of stories, we're just going to, they're huge stories, don't get me wrong, but we're just going to get short reactions from each one of us, and then we're actually going to go more in depth in the topics later. Uh, first bit of news, Nintendo Switch. We got the trailer. It's not the NX. Unfortunately, I've actually stumbled quite a bit talking about it, saying NX, Switch, whatever. Um, yeah, my initial impressions are it's way better than anticipated. It looks more like a tech yeah. product than a toy product. Um I'm interested to see where it goes. I will never, True. I will never use the detachable controllers by themselves, like little baby controllers. Not for me. Yeah, I don't get that. Yeah. Interesting. Not going to be what I use it for. As it sits, barring catastrophic news, I am a day one purchase. But like I said, we'll get into that later. What's your guys' initial impressions on Nintendo Switch? Name's a little goofy. That was my first thought, but I, yeah, I really like what it's doing too. Dom, dom, dom. We're what? just lucky it's not Wii 3, dude. Like, this is yeah, the that's best a good point. we're going to get. Yeah, that's a good like point. Duo. I shouldn't, I I shouldn't like expect Nintendo too much. Duo. That would have been cool. That, yeah, that sounds much better. Nintendo. Yeah, or that. More like But I think it. Switch definitely gets the message across for the general consumer, too. It can switch between this and this, so yeah. I understand it. Yeah, I think it's a really functional name, and I actually... I was kind of like, eh, it's whatever, and then the more people say it, talk about it on the internet, I'm kind of like, yeah, that's, you know, the Nintendo Switch, I'm, I'm down with it, it's, uh, and yeah, it's miles ahead of the last couple names we've had on their system. Or, uh, it's not uh, Nintendo uh, 1, think, which could have been even more confusing, yeah. Yeah, like, what the fucking Battlefield and Xbox exactly. over there. Um, it's interesting, Jared, you, I didn't even think about the fact, like, it looks like an actual piece of electronics that adults would purchase. Mm -hmm. You know, it looks like it should look really. And, um, I guess I wanted to ask when you said you won't use the detached controllers, you mean like if you were in mobile mode, you wouldn't just set it up like a tablet and then play it almost like, uh, Wiimote and Nunchuck. Well, and I, so I like the, like the mini controller. I definitely want to get a pro controller. Cause I think that thing looked great. It looked like a controller I'd actually use, 
But uh, no, I'm talking about right. when they're like on the basketball court playing 2K17 and they're using the, the controller by itself, like the little baby end. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I would never do that. Actually, putting the two pieces doesn't make any damn putting sense. Putting the two pieces on that middle thing and making it like a mini controller, I would definitely use that. But not using like the sideways yeah. baby controller version. No, it's not not for me. No, thank you. But I can't I can't imagine like developers will actually like meaningfully support that because I mean, how the heck? My first thought was. How are they playing NBA 2K17, presumably, on um, with four buttons? How? Yeah, are they, I, don't, yeah. I don't know. What? I'm Why would sure. anyone make their games to work with that few buttons? It just doesn't make sense. Yeah, I have no idea how that all works. Uh, but I was asking Jared, like, the one, the part where he's on the plane by himself, and he's got the two parts separated. Yeah. But he's still using them. Not both. for me. I don't. No. I don't like that kind of. It's not my kind of. Uh, I need something to hold with two hands. I'm not like a. A wee nunchuck kind of guy, not my not my style. But I do like that there's options. Okay. I do like that there's plenty of ways you can use it. That's really cool. Yeah. So, I'm down. Yeah, that is, I would say that that's one of the coolest parts about it. Um, I'm happy with how big the screen yep. is. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's It feels like a real tablet. It may not be quite that size. but It's it at least like six a, inches. Yeah, it looks like a six or seven inch Wink, tablet. Yeah. At um, least six inches. And then, I do think it's really funny that They've had such issue with third-party support that the way that they're unveiling this console, one of the games that they're showing is a remaster from a 2011 game, Skyrim Remastered. Right. That's a way to market your game, I guess. But yeah, it's the the list. The list that they showed is crazy too, though. Sorry, go ahead, Dom. Sure, sure. No, Jordan, you're right. When you put it in those terms, like Skyrim came out in 2011, and that's what they're advertising. It seems crazy, but that had a huge impact. Like Skyrim on a mobile that, Nintendo yeah. console, like Skyrim like, Mobile. Wow. Just think about this. It was being insane, old. Yeah, yeah. It was only to say like you can play Skyrim on Nintendo now, guys. It's like yeah. this is a real video game. We have real video games. This is the way I took it. Yeah, because exactly. like if people if they had done that at the PS4 Pro event, they would people would have been like, why are you showing Skyrim remastered on a 4K console? Like show off Horizon, show exactly. off Watch Dogs. Yeah. So that. That tells me that they are probably not doing Fallout 4 on this thing, which is disappointing. Because, I mean, I, I would, unless it's like still early in progress, but that would be what you should have shown instead of Skyrim, yeah. right? Let's. Yeah, I think I think you're going to get your RPGs to take on the go. Oh, yeah. I think uh, we have plenty to talk about with third parties. We'll talk about that in the, in the topic. Uh, the second bit of news, there was also another trailer that came out. Um, why people decide to bundle everything in one day, I don't care, but it was awesome. Uh, the Red Dead Redemption 2 trailer. Jared, I loved, I loved the Logan trailer. I thought it was great. <laughs> you know, I think Wolverine looks awesome as old yep. man Logan. I think Hugh Jackman looks cool. Really excited for X-23 and what she could do to the franchise. Last of Us 2. Oh, I'm sorry. Was that... <laughs> Was that not what you were? No, but Logan about? Logan looks amazing. Uh, I like Patrick Stewart being in it. I think that's awesome. But the other trailer, the actual trailer we want to talk about here, uh, is Red Dead Redemption 2. <laughs> uh, Rockstar unveiled that about an hour after the the Switch uh, trailer. And it wasn't nothing much. It was a lot of landscapes, a lot of environmental shots. Um, most of it looked in-engine, though there's a couple of shots that I could question whether or not they're in-engine or not. Um, we get some voice dialogue from what seems to be the main character, either the main protagonist or antagonist or something. And that's pretty much it. We see the seven people again, the magnificent seven-esque shot. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much it. We didn't get a whole lot. What did you guys think about the trailer? For me, that it was cool. 
as a year out, I'm kind of okay with what they showed. I really wish it wouldn't be a year out. I wish we would have heard about this next mid-year or something. But it's the way the cookie crumbles. Yeah. And I'd rather have a breadcrumb than a bunch of stuff and then have to wait a whole year. So it's kind of a weird, weird middle ground. But what do you guys think about the trailer? As far as uh, it being an engine, I think that it was all an engine just because I really don't think we're getting any more video games where you have pre-rendered cutscenes anymore. I think everything that comes out nowadays looks good enough to just be an engine even during the cutscenes. So also the fact that it was really an environmental trailer. Um, You know, we have like different types of trailers for video games. We have story trailers. We have, you know, single player, multiplayer which this game will have. We have environmental trailers. We have dev diaries. And that was the biggest disappointment for me with this. It looks gorgeous, don't get me wrong, but um, to unveil your game with an environmental trailer was really confusing to me. That is something that you do in three or four months when people kind of aren't talking so much about Red Dead anymore, but you're like, hey, look at how beautiful our game is. To me, I think you start out with a story trailer, maybe not a deep story trailer, but something that's cinematic and something that introduces the characters. Um, I get that they might be trying to do, like you said, the breadcrumb thing, but uh, personally, I just don't really agree with that tactic. Um, I feel like most most other companies, you know, they they do kind of more like what I'm talking about and then have the environmental trailer later on, which... Maybe they're trying to buck the system, but I don't. I just don't think that they're going to have any trailers later on that are so revolutionary that they couldn't have done it. True, here. but they don't need that though because they are rock star. They can do whatever the hell they want. So we'll see how that pans <laughs> out. Yeah. What about you, Dumb? What did you feel about the trailer? No, it looked great. Um, keep in mind, this is Rockstar's first game on the new hardware, yep. except for GTA yep. Five. But that's not you know that wasn't really made on this hardware, so. I think it's going to be a technical marvel, so to speak. And they kind of, I, I kind of got that feeling from the trailer. Like the whole, it looked gorgeous. Like right. absolutely. Um, yeah. And like you said, Jordan, I, th- I would be surprised if that wasn't an engine. Yeah. So, yeah, it looked really I think cool. we're, another real quick thing. People were saying, um, "Oh, was this the trailer that was supposed to be introduced at E3 2016?" No, there was no violence stage. in it, and that was the reason no, people were saying it was. There. Yeah, there wasn't. There wasn't any violence, and and so I'm starting to doubt that that game was ever even going to be exactly. There. Um, the other thing too, when you were talking about the stories, is I went and watched the Red Dead Redemption unveiling trailer. It showed Marston heavily. And then I went and watched the GTA 5 trailer, and it showed Mike. Well, it didn't show Michael, but he talked quite a bit in it. So this is like the first trailer out of their last couple of games where they're not even showing off the protagonist at the announcement trailer, which is interesting. Maybe because they want to keep it a secret and yeah. so vague, and we'll get into that discussion later of what exactly we think is taking place, when the game's taking place. Um, but as far as going back to your comment about this being a technical marvel, Dom, I think we're actually getting into the age of, in this console cycle, where we are getting the technical marvels. Um Uncharted 4 had some shortcomings in some people's opinions, obviously, but that was kind of the stride. Gears 4 <laughs> is obviously a technical marvel, I think, in a lot of aspects on Xbox. Horizon Zero Dawn looks to do Witcher that, 3. too. Yeah, Witcher 3. Horizon Zero Dawn looks to do that on PlayStation, and then later that fall, um, which would be presumed the PS4 Pro and the Project Scorpio would be the main systems by that point, I would assume. Um, so I'm excited as well. Um, last couple of stories here. You're starting to see this hardware stretch. Exactly. And people get comfortable with it, which is really when we see the um, the amazing games, even though we have had the likes of Witcher 3 and stuff. This is where it get, kind of gets into the nitty gritty of seeing what the system can actually do at its full potential, which is really cool. Yeah. Um, 
can see a big, big difference from this to like Watch Dogs oh, 1 yeah. or, or a very early uh, console game, you know, from the generation. Exactly. Um, the last couple of news stories here, uh, we're going to go through and then we're going to get into the, the, the heart of, of the episode, which is Switch and Red Dead Redemption 2. Uh, the first story comes by way of Michael McWerger over at Polygon and he writes, Smite developer reveals turn-based strategy spinoff Smite Tactics. Hyrule Studios, the developer behind Smite, which you guys have heard me personally play a bunch, uh, recently released Paladins, revealed a new game. Uh, who has recently revealed Paladins, revealed a new game today during a live stream. It's called Smite Tactics, and takes the mythological gods and monsters of Smite's pantheons and sends them to a new battlefield with turn-based and card-based tactical combat. Uh, Smite Tactics begins its existence as a paper prototype tabletop game. It's set in the Smite universe and is built to be played with both a keyboard and a controller. Obviously, they've learned they brought Smite over to Xbox and PS4, and uh, it works great on console uh, because it is a, an action-based MOBA, not a uh, click-based MOBA. Um, and this was really interesting to me personally. I really think that a lot of these MOBAs have really cool lore. And though MOBAs are such a widely, like, there's such a huge player base, I think they still are niche. There's the whole, like, only nerds play MOBA kind of joke thing of, like, you know, um, only MOBA players play MOBAs, you know, whereas, like, a lot of gamers play <laughs> different types of games. So, um, Smite's a very good game. Yeah. And I do understand it's a niche kind of field, but I do like that they're breaking. I think Smite Tactics will lend itself to more people getting involved in the franchise and then maybe trying out uh, the base game of Smite. It looks really cool. They're using a lot of the assets from um, the original Smite game. Also, really cool thing, the um, Smite MOBA had a patch uh, this week on consoles that was a 10-gig patch, but it essentially makes the game up-rendered for Project Scorpio and PS4 Pro. So they kind of got that out of the way. Mm. Um, so, yeah, they're they're doing a lot of stuff there at high res, and I'm interested to see where this game goes because I'm not though I'm not the hugest uh, fan of tactic games. Uh, it's all about the IP for me when it comes to different genres, and since I'm already familiar with Smite, I'm more than willing to give it a try. Uh, there's an open beta, so make sure to go to SmiteTactics.com, I believe, or just Google it. You'll find it. They're doing beta signups right now. Uh, the second story is actually kind of pretty important to the industry. It comes by way of Engadget. Uh, Timothy Sapala writes, video game voice actors will strike rejecting pay raise. The deal offered by game publishers doesn't address demands for royalties and stunt pay. The video game industry has made an offer to the SAG-AFTRA represented game uh, video game voice actors, but the union won't put in a vote in front of its members. Interactive video game companies, v uh, VGC, the group representing the game industry, offered a 9% raise that accelerates the 3% annual increase. Uh, the publishers also have offered up to $950 more per game yeah, $950 more per game, depending on how many voices uh, voice sessions an actor does. Uh, the VGC's offer would raise day rate for a few hour recording on camera sessions to $900. And it goes on to the kind of specifics of it, but the big news is that they're rejecting it. They're not even letting it go to vote. Um, so they're not satisfied. Like the article kind of started with, they want royalties and they want stunt pay because a lot of games are starting to do mocap now. So that's a huge issue. Um, obviously, video game actors going on strike is kind of a big deal because it depends on... I'm really not familiar with who's in in um, in the guild or in the... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, no, that's right. Yeah, guild. right. I, I'm not familiar with who's in the guild. Is it Nolan North? Is it Troy Baker? Is it Laura Bailey? Is it these people that are in so many games and lend their voice talents? Um, or is it some of the side ancillary people, which are still important, don't get me wrong, but they're not the, the faces of voice acting, right, in video games? So this is a huge deal. What do you guys think about voice actors possibly going on strike and what this means for video games? Voice Actors Guild? Voice yeah. Actors Guild, V-A-G. 
Okay. Okay. All right. So, uh, some actual thoughts on this. I think uh, uh, I would say those three that you just named, Laura Bailey, Nolan North, and uh, Troy Baker, are most likely in this. I know uh, good old Finn Shep, Jennifer Hale, is actually uh, kind of leading the charge. Um, so that's somebody that would interest you, Jared. Yep. Um, even though, I guess, did you ever play as Finn yeah. Shep? Uh, my, my Shep was Femme. Yeah. yeah. Your Shep yes. was Femme. So I'm thinking uh, this could actually turn out really interesting, like uh, almost like the TV strike, writer strike that we had uh, several years ago where you had shows being written by like people that have no right to be writing TV shows. Um, I definitely think... It would be kind of funny, but really kind of messed up if, like, two years down the road, all the AAA releases are just like, hello, can I please get this <laughs> God, quest from yeah. you? Hello, my name is Shepard. I would like to examine your planet. So, I'm hoping that that doesn't happen, but it, it also might be kind of funny if it did. Um, other than that, I think they absolutely deserve royalties, and these publishers are are really acting like idiots if they're not willing to give them royalties because games don't sell the way that games did 20 years ago when these rules were made and um, video games are the most popular form of uh, media and entertainment in uh, today's day and age. So it's like you're really screwing these people over for no reason and I think that they really should. I'm glad that they rejected it. I knew that they were several months ago when these stories started popping up and um, I hope that it goes through. I hope that they get their royalties because um, all the money that's being made off of video games right now and then, you know, these characters are voicing parts in DLC and these big updates and it's continuing on further and further. You know, I think it's a crime not to be paying them what they're owed. So. Also, like, if we want the medium to be kind of recognized as a true story storytelling medium and want to have the top talent yeah. here, you need to treat them like other actors are treated in other mediums. And... Video Absolutely. games make more money than any other medium, and yet we don't have these kind of things in place. It's weird. As far as like the stunt pay, I wholeheartedly oh, yeah. agree with that. As far as uh, as far as uh, royalties, it is tricky. I do believe that a lot of main characters and mainstays in video games, like you know Nolan North or like the guys who voice the main characters, they definitely deserve royalties and side characters to a certain extent too. But then there goes this fine line of like, well, video games are a lot different process than a movie. Like you know, a lot of PAs and stuff on movies don't get royalties because they're only there a day or two. A lot of game developers are there from day one to the last day, and do they deserve royalties? Then it opens this up this whole other dialogue of, like, who exactly deserves right. royalties. So maybe it's not so much a, a this or them kind of argument. Maybe it's a whole, whole rounded argument of this kind of thing. And also we have to think about um, as games move digital, that means that there's a lot less money going to retailers, which means that money can be distributed a lot differently. So that's a huge thing as well. True. And um, with uh, it, with the lack of retail games and it's all digital, then there will be a lack of a kind of trade-in system where game developers don't get any money from trade-ins. You know, it's all GameStop. It's all revenue. Yeah. So that kind of eliminates that there too where we will have a different circulating way of income and where the money goes. So yeah, I definitely agree that they deserve royalties, but then it opens up a whole other dialogue for game devs. Um, so especially with Amy Hennig's recent um, interview talking about how she basically didn't take a day off with Uncharted, which is kind of crazy in that whole workload. So it opens up another dialogue, and these yeah. are dialogues we need to have, open discussions if we want our industry to be taken seriously in the entertainment medium. So we'll see how that goes. Um, switching over to a lighter topic, uh, <laughs> like we talked about earlier, uh, 
the the, the Nintendo Switch was unveiled. Uh, we talked a little bit about it. We kind of cut off our conversation at third parties, and this is where I want to kind of get into what we were talking about them showing Skyrim and stuff like that. Um, the list that they showed off is really impressive. Now, a lot of people are saying, well, the Wii U had a list like this too. I agree with that. But I still don't really remember seeing this kind of wholehearted agreement of like, we're on in this tech with Wii U. I think it was like people sign their name and they're like, we'll try something. With this, it seems like people are really excited for this because it gives games longevity too. Like for instance, with Skyrim, a lot of people don't want to play that. A lot of people want to play Skyrim Mobile because that sounds cool. It's like, I don't want to play it on my console, but if I have a chance to play it on the go, that's actually interesting. I might hop back into it, you know? Um, one of the most surprising yeah. names I saw on that list were two of them. Uh, Telltale and From. Uh, from obviously because playing Diablo, uh, Diablo, Jesus, where am I? Playing Dark Souls mobily is something super mm -hmm. cool and super interesting, and that'd be super fun. Um, Telltale, we actually talked about. Like, I think the Telltale games are kind of suited for mobile as well. Like, playing the Telltale games mobily yeah. would work tremendously well. And the list is huge. There's plenty of uh, publishers and devs on there, and I'm super excited for this. Uh, we were going back to the discussion of how it looks like an actual piece of tech. I think that's on purpose. I think the fact that you can take off the controllers and it kind of resembles a tablet somebody would use is on purpose. You figure somebody's going to buy this, they're going to play it, their kid wants to watch Netflix or something or YouTube, you can take off the sides of the controller and hey, it's a tablet. We don't know if it's touchscreen yet. No one touched the screen on the trailer, but they haven't confirmed or denied that yet since we have so little information. But say it is a touchscreen tablet, yeah. that makes total sense. Um, it's kind of like taking a lot of their previous ideas and making them good, I guess. You know, the tablet functionality of the Wii U, Damn. but it doesn't look like a Fisher Price toy. Um, the detachable parts. Damn. Detachable parts, people are saying, well, you can lose them. Well, that's an argument with anything. You can lose anything. Just take care of it. Like, what kind of, what are you, can sign an animal or something? Um, also, I think it's going to be, they're going to be able to be <laughs> like, <laughs> I think they're going to be like clickable. Like, they're not just going to like slide off easily. You know, you're not just going to be like playing in a, the hand, the, what is a Joy-Con controller? Uh, Slides off or flies off? I I, I get the concerns because there's a lot of moving pieces and there's a lot going on. Yeah. So not only might you lose them, but the more you you know click and unclick them, like do they start to get loosened up and eventually break yeah. and then they won't click in? That kind of stuff. Like that's a legitimate concern. Anytime sure. you have more moving parts in a piece of technology, like it's more at risk to fail. Just like hard drives fail more often than solid state drives because there's actually a disk sitting yeah. in there. But, yeah. but it's a legit concern, but it, I, that's why I look at it and I'm like, I'm like you, Jared, I'm never going to take those little side controllers off unless I'm putting it onto the, the other one, right? I'll just leave it docked rather yeah. in the thing if I'm playing on the TV and then so use the pro controller. They, you leave the side controllers on it. All one right. of the brilliant pieces of design, and I think this is the way it works, is when you put that thing in there, it actually charges the mobile unit, which I think is brilliant if that's yes. the case because it... it it gets away from taking up so much space. Like you go and put the tablet on your on your entertainment center, and they have to plug it into the wall. It's a whole other thing, and it's there. And then the consoles are taking up a bunch of space. But if you actually, it's really ergonomic. If you put that thing back into the console and it charges it, it takes up less space. Um, like like you said, I think I'm gonna have those things on on the side of the tablet at all times. And then if I want to play on my TV, I have the Pro controller. That them showing the Pro controller to me was them like, hey, we understand you might not want to use our funky stuff. We're giving you an actual controller again. And they've had Pro controllers in the mm. past, but it never seemed to me like that was the forefront of any of their consoles. It was like, here's the Wii U, and then the Wii U to release, and they're like, oh yeah, you can buy the Pro controller. It's on shelves. But this actually, them having it in the yeah. debut of their console, the first time we yeah. see it, 
hey, there's a pro controller there. I think that's big. I think that's them saying like, yeah, we like that. You know, you can take out these controllers and play it this way, and it's kind of funky, it's kind of gimmicky. But here's the pro controller. The interesting thing is to see if that's bundled in. I doubt it. But if they do bundle in the pro controller, yeah. that'll be a real interesting move because they're saying like, hey, we understand you may not want to play the way we want you to play, and you're used to consoles. So it's gonna be interesting to see there. Battery life is a huge thing. That's probably the number one aspect of this being day one for me. Um, so right now I'm 100% sold. I want to get this day one, but if they come out and say like the battery life is awful, immediate no buy for me. Um, and awful would be like anything less than four hours, and even that's questionable. I want like I think it needs to be at least five. I would five I hours would be okay would with be at minimum. least like obviously they wouldn't go halves, but like three and a half and up is cool with me. Anything below that, kind of kind of iffy territory for me personally. Also, uh, these are kind of like dream. It defeats the purpose. Exactly. Uh, there's also like uh, account management. Is there going to be an actual account-based system? Is there going to be yeah. an achievement trophy-based system? Um, they just, like I understand Nintendo doesn't want to copy other people, but like I'm pretty sure PlayStation at the time didn't want to copy Xbox and have achievements too. But they're like, oh, this is a really good way to build a legacy for people, and it keeps them kind of loyal to us. We'll introduce trophies. Yeah, it will seem like we're copying them, but at the end of the day, who cares? Nowadays, people don't care that PlayStation copied Xbox to have trophies. You know, no one cares. Right, it's their own right. system, and no one will care if Nintendo does it. They'll care in the sense of like it's awesome, but they won't be like, oh, you're just copying these other consoles. No, that'd be cool. And that goes back to like the worst part about Nintendo is in the video game industry, they have such a legacy. But as a user using Nintendo products, there's no viable legacy there. You know, you even have to buy their games over and over sure. again. You know, so it's like there's no longevity to Nintendo, which is sad. You know, so. I'm interested to see what the Switch has for us. Plenty of details to come. I think there's probably going to be a direct by the end of the year, I would assume. Um, yes, yeah, so for me, it's battery life. Outside of that, what do you guys like? What do you guys want to hear about? Do you guys want to hear about the launch lineup? Do you guys want, like, what are the aspects you guys don't want to hear about? So the first thing, I think they, they came out and confirmed too because there was speculation that the dock had extra processing power inside of it. And was it Reggie? Someone came out and said, "No, it, all it does, all the dock does, is give power and a port to the TV. So you're using the same processor whether you're playing on mobile or on yeah. the TV, which is what I wanted. A lot of people didn't. A lot of people wanted it to be more powerful when they plug it into the TV. That's not Nintendo. I wouldn't want that just because. Yeah, well, because for me, I don't want my mobile experience to feel gimped. Because then, if I'm ever playing on mobile, then I feel like, well, I'm really, I'm not getting the best experience if I just go in the other room." I would rather have it consistent, uniform across yeah. for this anyway. Um, and because that's because I also have another box and a PC that are way more powerful well, for it. And that's really the thing is no that, one's right? ever going to so. buy a Nintendo console for its power. People want to make sure, is it a console that there will yeah. be games on? Does it is it good for me? Cool. They, people aren't like, oh, is the Nintendo the most powerful console on the market? No, the issue that people had in the past wasn't that the Wii U was underpowered, which it was. It was that there was no game support and it was a dumb gimmick, you know? Those were the issues with it. Yeah. As long as... Uh, yeah, so that was my biggest question. Um, so that was my biggest question was about uh, whether or not they're going to have external processing power. For me personally, I would have to uh, be the opposite of you, Dom. I'd, I'd think that um, I'd really like to have some extra processing power, especially as big as that dock is. Um, I mean, with what it's doing, with just adding, you know, charging your tablet essentially... And then being an HDM outport, um, I really don't see why the dock itself needs to be the size of the tablet and then some. Um, I really kind of wish that I would have, you know, like if it was 1080, 60 on, 
your big screen, and then it was maybe 720, which is still a very high resolution. A lot of the rumors are 900. 30 frames per 900 second. 900 here, a lot of the rumors for the handheld uh, version of it, so. Right, so yeah, it's got to be the same either way, and then you could have you could have an actual bump when you set it down on the dock, which would be nice to me. Um, and, and I don't really expect my, uh, even though this is the case, I don't necessarily expect my mobile gaming experience to look exactly as good and feel exactly as good as the home's experience. So I'm a little disappointed there. Um, but you don't get that. The, the thing bump. is, is that uh, he's. It could be that it's so minuscule that they they don't really want to talk about that. Like it could be Reggie saying that, but what if it is a 900p on the mobile and then 1080 1080 on the on the console version? But he just doesn't want to say it because it's so minuscule and you're getting into numbers and it's not Nintendo's game. Like we don't know that yet, you know. So that yeah, that could very well be the case because you wouldn't necessarily need extra processing power uh, on the dock to go from 900 to 1080. I mean that would be. Have very little effect on the actual game. Yeah, you know what I mean, yeah. If that that's was a the possibility, case, if that was the case, I don't even think that. Like personally, that wouldn't even matter to me. It's such a small yeah. difference. But right. um, what I am excited about is the fact that you are getting such a nice experience on the mobile, um, and um, it is going to look good. I've never. I don't think there's any anything that comes even close. Not even the Vita um, comes to cl- even close to the visual fidelity that they were showing off in this yeah. trailer. So. Um, another thing, uh, kind of going back to what I said about Red Dead earlier, um, this was almost like their version of an environmental trailer. (laughs) It didn't have the details, you know, showing off a console, especially this close to the launch. I get that they're probably going to trickle things out and they want people to be talking continuously up until the launch, but I would have appreciated it a lot more if we had that trailer and then, you know, you don't have to do a whole hour long thing and hell, you don't even have to do anybody talking like i don't need to hear reggie's voice or see him or weird puppet jokes japanese guys like (laughs) yeah yeah, like i don't need the whole nintendo direct but if it had just been the trailer and then 15 minutes of okay here's the specs here's how much it's going to cost here's what uh it does whether or not you know it actually gives you that extra processing power if they had actually answered that in the uh reveal um there's a lot of things left unsaid like how um you know, they did a pretty good job of the visual representation of how the controllers are going to work and how you can detach them. But yeah, you know, we're asking questions like, how are they playing NBA 2K17 or whatever it was um, with just these, like, four buttons and an analog stick? I really would have liked for them to delve into that. And personally, I think when you're revealing a console, if you're going to get me to buy that console, you need to be telling me what the console is all about. I need some more information than just... Hey, well, they it's will. us not being assholes and and actually giving people what they One want. Of the... And I'm, I'm sure that they will, but it it honestly, uh, it makes me not want to buy it day one just because um, they're kind of like hiding that stuff. They're keeping it from me. And I'm yeah. like, um, that's fine if you want to do that with a specific game like Red Dead. I'm not going to hold that against Rockstar, even though I don't think it was the right decision. But I definitely think um, if you're trying to get me to buy a... 300 plus dollar console even 200 dollar plus console i need to know some more uh information right off the bat um so. another thing one of the rumors is that this video is actually kind of the beginning of a whole direct that they probably didn't have ready yet and the reason they showed off this trailer first and it came out today is because they have a an investors meeting on tuesday so they're afraid that maybe some of the yeah. information will get leaked through that investor meeting like the 2ds got leaked through an investor meeting a while back so i think that maybe they wanted this out there beforehand because even 
Nintendo is usually pretty good at saying like, hey, we have an announcement in a couple of days. It was really weird for them to be like, we're dropping a trailer tomorrow morning. That was really out of the blue, you know, for Nintendo. Um, usually they're very good at saying, sure. hey, we actually have a direct coming in a couple of days. Hey, we have an announcement in a couple of days. They're pretty pretty good at planning that stuff because they understand how people are. And this was, it seemed really like, yo, we're dropping a trailer tomorrow morning it was really weird um before we get out of this topic though and move on to red dead redemption 2 really quick i wanted to mention so in the trailer they showed off a new 3d mario game which people are excited for me if that thing is uh bundled in or like a launch title which i assume it'll be i'm super excited in the trailer it showed mario like obviously in a 3d space but it showed heart containers which means that it's not the normal 3d mario of like you're big you're small you die right it seems like it's harkening back to Super yeah. Mario 64, which if that's the case, if this is a, right. uh, uh, a spiritual successor to Super Mario 64, I am 100% in. 100%. Oh, man. Yeah, I definitely think that's what that is. I think um, you're getting your, not sequel to Galaxy, but what would have been the follow-up if they had actually done it on uh, Wii U. Um, as far as me going uh, day one, I've kind of decided as I've grown a little bit older that um, there's really no console for me that I need day yeah. one. I think, you know, they don't they don't just shut down the old one, you know, like as soon as PS5 is released, they're not just going to turn off all our PS4s and, and they're just like not going to work anymore. And I think that game libraries take a little while to be built up. And for me, when I buy a console, I want to have more than just three or four games that I want to play and then kind of like be out of, yeah. run out of choices. So um well that's the right that's the right answer the logical answer but a lot of us have that insatiable need to have the newest thing right when it comes also the thing is that none of us well i don't know dom do you own a wii u none of us own a wii u so i think it's kind of different i 100 percent agree with you jordan that sometimes it's not really smart to get in on day one on a console because like you said there's like like oh 10 launch titles and then there's nothing else which i 100% 100% agree with you on and usually it's like so varying of genres like there's a racing game there's an RPG and I'm like I'm not buying the racing game you know right but like with Nintendo me right. personally the reason I'm so invested in getting a day one is like I love Nintendo handhelds I always have I love them to death and I haven't owned a Nintendo console since the GameCube so for me it's like if they're delivering all this stuff sure. I don't have a console I'm leaving behind you know what I mean um, also the, yeah. the thing with day one consoles moving forward and I, this might be more of a probability for Xbox. We'll see, undetermined. But if it is backwards compatible, as they say it will be, that means that day one, not only are you getting the launch titles, but I have all of my games. So it's really not like I'm leaving my past experiences behind. I can just play them on this new console and not have to worry about two consoles being plugged in. So if I have those day one where it's my backwards compatible library like they do on the Xbox One now, I'm 100% sold on getting that day one, you know, too. So Switch, pretty interesting. I don't, I don't think it's not... Yeah, I don't think it's not smart. I, I think, understand. You know, for you, you yeah, for you, it's not say, your kind of... Yeah, yeah, I understand. Yeah, um, go for it. I mean, uh, my biggest thing is just I don't trust Nintendo, even though <laughs> this is a very different... Uh, you know, this trailer feels very different. It feels like, okay, we get it. We're, we're going to have third-party support. We're going to have the sports games. We're going to have this, that, and the other. Um, but they've just... Uh, like I said on our personal chat, it's like... Um, shame on me because they've already fooled me twice so um i can't be i just uh i can't be jumping into bed with nintendo so quickly i understand you have your reservations um speaking of reservations and pre-orders we're gonna go back into red dead redemption 2 uh we're gonna be talking about that a little bit and um more so we talked about life on the reservation we talked about the trailer a little bit and we kind of hinted at what it was we already got that kind of out of the way i want to have more of a discussion of like 
what do you think this game's going to be uh, as a complete game, and what do you think? Where do you think the story is taking place? So for me personally, um, there's a lot of stuff in it that seems like it takes place after Red Dead Redemption. A lot more industry. Um, there's a lot more electrical. Obviously, there's uh, there's uh, electrical lines, and there's like a lot of powered lights, and it seems like it's a lot more. Um, I don't know, it seems like a little bit later on, right, in the timeline. And the whole story of Red Dead Redemption is that it's the Western meeting up with modern civilization, kind of, the industry and everything like that. And people said, like, why would they go forward? Because that would be closer to GTA. But I think even going past that to where the industry is already pushing the countryside, right? The, the kind of way that the United States was industrialized was kind of from, like, an east to west kind of way. And it would make sense that you know, the industry uh, kind of nature of the world was taking place as these guys, these cowboys were still trying to live life as a cowboy and now it's kind of brushing up on them, right? I think that's why there's such an emphasis on the environment because I think as the game progresses, you're going to feel as if, yeah, this is the environment going away. These are the planes going away. This is what we realize as like a cowboy lifestyle going away. And the line that he says, I don't think it's so much of like a villain. I think it's of like industrial revolution. Like I think it's of the man coming in and stopping the cowboy nature of things. Like you see this happening, run, don't look back. I think it's just kind of keep that true sense of that cowboy spirit, you know, as Donald Trump would say that those bad ombre spirits. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I, I think it's, I think it's going to be a sequel, not a direct sequel. I think it's going to have different characters, but, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty interested to see what's going on. What about you guys? So first thing I got to point out, everyone seems to be like all distraught and confused over it being called Red Dead Redemption 2. And I'm thinking like that, that seems the most obvious to me because this is the second Red Dead Redemption game. It might be the yeah. third Red Dead game, but it's only Red Dead Redemption 2. I don't know. Yeah. That's the way I thought yeah. about it. Everyone's like, it seemed like most people thought it should be called 3. Like, why? Well, I definitely think more people were upset about this naming convention than Battlefield 1, which is quite surprising. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, yeah, like, if you're going to talk shit about somebody, like, <laughs> maybe the fact that this is, like, the eighth Battlefield game and it's called Battlefield 1, but um, personally, I think that's just kind of, like, a dumb internet squabble. Like, nobody's going to give a shit about that in six months. Yeah, well, no one, that's not going to affect sales or anything in any yeah. regard, so it's, yeah, it's yeah. just a silly little thing people like to talk about. I don't know, Dom. There's probably some hardcore Red Dead Revolver fans out there that are pretty fucking ticked right now. Um, well, I mean, maybe maybe in a couple years they'll make Red Dead Revolver too. Well, why not? Yeah, but, you know what I mean? That's how I see also, it. Also, I think that I think that Red Dead Redemption Two. Well, Red Dead Redemption was such a a far away kind of game from Red Dead Revolver, and I think naming it Red Dead Redemption yeah. Two doesn't necessarily mean it takes the same story elements or the same characters, but it's still in that same vein. It's a big open world. If you played Red Dead Revolver, you played Red Dead Redemption. It's closer to Redemption than Revolver. You know, I think if they're to name it something else, yeah, it may maybe to be a new type of experience. So I think they're trying to keep in that vein. So sure. uh, as far as the setting, do you guys think this is a prequel, sequel, uh, different characters? I... What do you guys think? I really have no idea. Maybe I wasn't paying enough, paying close enough attention uh, to the trailer and the environments within, but I didn't feel like it felt uh, closer to the Industrial Revolution, but I also didn't feel like it felt, uh, you know, farther back in the past, in the 1800s. Yeah. So um, I probably, like I said, just wasn't paying close enough attention to that specific point. Um, either way, I think... Um, you're not going to be playing as John Marsden. 
I think you are, uh, you might be playing as his son or his father or some crap like that, but I definitely don't think that you're going to be playing as him. Um, I feel like, um, whether it is a prequel or a sequel, I think there's still plenty of stories to be told. Like you said, Jared, it'd be a really cool concept to have, um, kind of this cowboys getting pushed out of their lifestyle type of deal or, um, it'd be even cooler to have like a civil war type thing going on, um, you know, where almost like how, um, the main protagonist of mafia three just came back from, I think Vietnam when you get started in that game, it'd be really interesting if they go back into the 1800s where, um, you know, this guy just got done with the civil war and then decides to move out West cause he's just not about that whole North versus South, uh, conflict anymore. Yeah. Um, so I think that there's just, uh, it's ripe for storytelling either side of 1910, wherever you go. So, um, the reason I felt that it was more towards the industrial revolution, uh, is because, so there's a lot more power lines and that's a, that's a dumb concept, I guess, to look at. But, um, when you see the train, there's, there's electrical lines going throughout. Um, there's a lot more windmills obviously, but even, uh, when they show the, the, the store, there's uh, an electrical line with a with a light plugged in, and it seems a lot it seems a lot more advanced than Red Dead Redemption. That could be because of the tech they had in that game, and they couldn't get as detailed right. But the other thing is that on one of the shots uh, right before the guy actually talks, it looks like an oil plantation. It looks there there's there's like smoke, and there's like these these pillars and these pyres, and it looks like it's a, an oil plantation. And it would make sense that the, these cowboys are kind of sabotage this oil plantation because it is the industrial the industrial kind of um, lifestyle moving into where they are and they kind of want to get rid of that they want to push it away uh, another interesting concept mm. people are saying and because there isn't no protagonist in this trailer is what if these seven guys are the bad guys like what if what if these are all the antagonists like we talked about before and what if you are some uh, different character um, I really don't think I, 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 I'll put a hundred percent bet that you're not going to be John Marston as far as being the kid yeah, maybe. Yeah. Um, but I really, one of the one of the other guesses is that you go back to the the gang that uh, John Marston used to be a part of. That doesn't make sense to me either, just because I I don't think that people like as good of a character as he is. I think people would much enjoy a different story in a western. You know, um, I think having like a character arc through a western is kind of weird. I think having these individual stories of how. The, the Western change and how the cowboy lifestyle change. I think that's a lot more rock style, uh, rock style, rock star style, rock, rock style. style, a rock star style. And they always trademark that. They always have a message in their games. And I think, I think the, the message is how the West was lost. Yeah, and I think this message is how the cowboy died. Um, yeah. Yeah. Phys, physically I think, and, um, one thing that is, uh, quite interesting to me is they're kind of, you know, we really only have two pieces of, of media that they've shown us of this game besides the leaked map that we know yep. of. Um, but they've showed us the picture on Twitter and then this trailer. The picture on Twitter has all, like, what is it, seven yep. guys walking through on the horizon. And then, um, I don't know if you see all seven, but you see multiple of those characters from that picture in this trailer. So I definitely think... Um, now, I don't think that they're like pointing to that to talk about like the online aspect. I think this is all about the single player. And so I really think you're going to have companions around during the single yep. player uh, campaign. Um, in the first game, it, you have people around in a, most of your missions. That's actually how you get your missions is through the different characters. Uh, but 
you are John Marston alone in the in out in the West and doing his thing, and and it's not a band of brothers type of deal. So I think that they're going to be leaving leaning heavy on that for the. An story. interesting thing too is in the in the Twitter picture of these seven people on the far right is a Native American looking guy. Um, hundred percent looks Native American. Yeah. He looks like he has a bald head. He looks like he has a hatchet or some kind of tomahawk in his pocket. In the trailer, the end shot where they're all seven riding their horses. Um, I believe I was watching the Easy Allies reaction. They did a slow mo, and the person on the far right looks like a female. Looks like a female riding a horse with a gun. Um, hmm. So it's interesting that that character isn't the same. And maybe maybe there are more than seven characters. And maybe they are playing off of like the Magnificent Seven. That's such uh, an ingrained thing in Western culture. Of it's been what was it uh, Seven Samurai or what is the movie that Magnificent Seven is based on? You know the OG film that everyone loves, yeah. yeah. That's right. And then, so I, maybe they're just playing on that because they want people to feel that this is a Western game, and maybe it has nothing to do with the number seven. Maybe it's just like this is the best way to market that 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 uh, that mission. You know, so I don't know. We'll see. Well, Jared, I think it'd be a mighty fine idea to have a cowgirl going through this story yeah, with you. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Uh, and they're really good at diversifying their cast, so it was weird not to see a female in that Twitter picture. There was a Native American. Some people were speculating uh, one of the guys was one of the Mexican characters from Red Dead Redemption. So we'll see. Uh, in, the last, An in the last couple of uh, minutes before we head on to the last topic here, um, Red Dead Online, they filed a trademark. It's going to be a thing. I don't know why people are kind of speculating on this. It is a thing. GTA Online was a thing. It made him tons of money, gave longevity, legs to GTA 5. Red Dead Online is going to be a thing. It's going to be crazy. Hopefully there's like you can make your own like posse of, of uh, cowboys and go out there and, I don't know, do cowboy stuff. Um, but the thing to me that I want to talk about that we kind of talked about before the show is that I really think that this online feature of Rockstar's games is killing their single-player DLC. And maybe that's not a bad thing, because obviously they're making tons of money off of it. But, you know, GTA 4, we got The Ballad of Gay Tony and uh, Lost in the Damned, which are two of the highest revered pieces of DLC for video games. Uh, Red Dead Redemption, we got Undead Nightmare, which people absolutely loved. It actually ended up uh, being released standalone in in stores, which is kind of crazy. But then GTA 5 came around, GTA Online came out. Everyone loved it. Everyone played it. Made tons of money. We never saw a single piece of single player DLC for GTA 5, as amazing as that game was. Um, and I think we're not going to see any single player DLC for Red Dead. Um, if they're not willing to make that commitment on GTA 5, do you really think they're going to make that commitment on Red Dead? No, I think it's going to be microtransactions. I think they're going to look to make their money through Red Dead Online. Um, what do you guys think? Is is the online feature of Rockstar, though it is cool and compelling and kind of a really nice thing for them, do you think it's kind of hurting gamers in a sense? Uh, no, because it's like I said to you earlier, they could do both. They could do one or the other. Like, it's Rockstar that's making this choice. I mean, this is what they want to do. This is their vision, I guess. Uh, whether it's better or worse, I mean, for me it's worse because I don't really care about online play early and microtransactions. That's something I've never gotten into. I'd rather have the DLC. But it, I don't think it's, like, because they're doing Red Dead Online that they can't or won't do uh, DLC, like I, I think they're sure. exclusive from well, each other. Red Dead Redemption had on- online multiplayer. Games. Yeah, but it's yeah. not what I'm saying is like GTA. Yeah. It wasn't what GTA Online was. You know, it wasn't even close to that. It was like yeah. a small hub world. There wasn't really a whole lot to do. GTA Online changed the landscape for them. Of like, oh, this is what we need to focus on. And it's not a bad thing. I played GTA Online. It was fun. I get it. Um, but. It, maybe it is kind of servicing gamers in a way of like, hey, if you love our game enough, here's an online persistent world for you to play in. And if you don't, move on to another game, you know? So, I mean, that's not what they're saying. They want everybody to play their game forever. <laughs> Get the hell out but of like, here. 
yeah, maybe we don't need the single player DLC. Maybe for the games that don't aren't so multiplayer heavily focused, um, that's where you get your DLCs. And they're like, we're going to give you a solid single player campaign that you play tons of hours, put a bunch of time into. And then there's this online experience you want to continue to play, you know. So maybe single player DLC isn't what they so, want, so, want to do. So, so maybe maybe for GTA Five they uh, maybe they had some plans for DLC, but they underestimated how much how much resources the online component was going to take up. But given how much money they've made on that game and overall, there's not really that excuse of not enough resources. There's really more, more so now, but they've never they're like the studio with the least excuse but, for not having enough. Yeah, resources. but also. Also, the... online took like a month to launch, and heists weren't in the game until a month afterwards, and that was on the box. Um, a year later, that was on the box, yeah. and they didn't have heists. So maybe uh, since that tech yeah. is already there, and they know no, it, how to it do took it, them a while. they can implement that into Red Dead, and it will take less time, and therefore they can focus on a single-player campaign. We don't know. We'll see. Right. Right. My question, my biggest question with that is just, um, and this, you guys might just think this is kind of dumb, but um, you know, for GTA Online, a lot of the microtransactions are like people buying in-game currency because, you know, you want, like, a million dollars in-game so that you can buy all these cool cars and these cool apartments and, you know, clothes and whatever. I'm almost wondering, you know, is there enough stuff in Red Dead Redemption to actually charge for all that? Like, you can only, you know, like, the Wild West is very different than, like, a... Modernized city. You know, like an yeah. L.A. modernized city, yeah. So, like, you can only buy so many different variations of, like, wagons and carts and horses and stuff i'm wondering if that um i mean i'm sure they could find a way but i'm just wondering like are they even going to be able to charge people like nickel and dime them yeah. for these and online, gta uh, red dead isn't gta so maybe they do want to have a focus on a, a, a single player dlc because they know that the legs won't be there for red dead and maybe the legs will be there we don't know um, yeah, I, I agree with you though, Dom. That one doesn't necessarily equal the other. That was just an interesting point to bring up. Necessarily, yeah. Um, yeah. I'm hoping for Undead Nightmare too. I'm not giving up my uh, my dreams for the nightmare, if you know what I'm saying. So, lastly, uh, what I want to talk about here in the last topic before we close out um, is what what we want to see moving forward for both of these. Uh, you can talk about Red Dead Redemption too. You can talk about uh, the Switch, whatever one you talk about. Uh, me personally. Um, we already talked about I want to hear battery life and all those details. I would like a direct before the end of the year. I want to see what the launch lineup is. From what they showed in the in the trailer, we have Skyrim and let, let me know if I miss anything. We have Skyrim. They showed Splatoon with new features. They showed Mario Kart with a new playable character plus a second item. So it's definitely a new version of that game. Uh, they showed the new Mario, which we already talked about and speculated about. And they showed Zelda Breath of the Wild, obviously. Am I missing anything? Oh, NBA NBA 2K17. They also showed that. Yeah, NBA. So yeah. Well, it was just we, NBA. It was basketball. We don't know necessarily. Yeah, yeah. True. Um, but but it, true. what else? Exactly. Would it be? So that's six games, all kind of varying styles. Do you think that's the launch lineup? Um, for me, it seems kind of right. Maybe there's one one or two secret titles. I would see maybe even like Mario Maker, which isn't a new game but a port. Um, I also want to see if this game, if the if it launches with um, the virtual console. Uh, and like the whole account management thing, that's a huge thing. But uh, I'm interested in what the launch lineup is. If that Mario is day one, that is a definite. I think that's a definite uh, killer app. Huge. I think it's a definite killer app for that. Yeah. Um, just the nostalgia factor there of like uh, Super Mario 64. You know, oh, it'd be great. Um, yeah. Well, in Galaxy, really, yeah. like people have nostalgia for Galaxy. It's been true, so and long. Super Mario Sunshine. Oh. So it's like, yeah. Definitely. Um, yeah. Which now, is, just, be, uh, just because they showed us, hit. they showed us all those games. 
I mean, that's the question. I don't know that all of them are necessarily going to be there on launch, exactly. right? I mean, I could easily see Skyrim getting pushed because that would probably be kind of cumbersome for uh, Bethesda to port over because they have really no experience with Nintendo consoles at all, let alone this new thing, whereas those first-party games are more likely to me, but... We'll see. Yeah. What do you? What do you? Yeah. So we'll go. Um, we'll go. Uh, Switch first, and then we'll talk about what we want to see with Red Dead Redemption Two. So as far as the Switch, what's the big thing you want to see moving forward outside of what we've already talked about, or maybe not went into detail about? So for me, I'm looking at I'm looking for a new IP, guys. I uh, I think you know Splatoon's cool. It's cool, but it's it's no, multiplayer. It's no. Well, that, but it's also like these weird ass squid kids. <laughs> it's like, a kids game. Really not very yeah, enticing. Yeah. It's not Bloodborne. Yeah, it's no Bloodborne, it's no Infamous, yeah. you know, it's no Uncharted, really. Like, it doesn't pull me in to get me to want to buy that console for that specific game. And so, um, I need some new IP, and it's definitely about time. Like, Splatoon is not the answer to people constantly a, saying that Nintendo doesn't have enough new would IP. Would a reboot do it for you, or you specifically want new IP? Or what if it's a reboot of a series we haven't seen no, forever? I, I, I think we should get okay. both. Like, I think it's time to correctly and properly reboot uh metroid um i think kid icarus that's i think zelda yeah like kid icarus zelda gets rebooted every time you play it or you play a new one um i think reboot is already going to be there because we do need that but um yeah i'm specifically talking like brand new ip um and i hope that it's something darker because i'm really hoping that they're going okay we can have both the best of both worlds here. We can have the kids getting to play Mario Kart and this 3D Mario and even Zelda kids can play and Splatoon. But let's also cater to the adults and the, the young gamers, which are the biggest demographic buying video games, and uh, which is clearly the demographic that they missed on Jordan, you say dark, and, and remember, From's part of this third-party thing, and one of the games that they're working on, we don't know. Some people are speculating Bloodborne 2, yeah. but we don't know if that's a thing. Like, wh- Imagine if From is making a, NX, uh, NX, a Switch exclusive. That That's dark. Yeah, that'd yeah. be insane. Yeah, I'm not even talking that yeah. dark. I'm just talking like... More adult-themed. You know, something that's like kind of M-rated. Yeah. You know, like Witcher or... Or watchdogs or something like that, like something that's more. We're on the mature scale of things. More I see. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'd like to see that, and they've tried to do that before, but they just haven't succeeded because they've been so far already up the hole of, uh, um, you know, like the kids thing, the family thing, and the bright colors. I feel like it hasn't worked before when they've tried to do like, oh well, we're gonna have an exclusive House of the Dead game, or we're gonna have this. Um, you know, they've done it plenty of times where they have this, uh, uh, mad world and stuff like that, where they're like super violent or super dark games. And it's just, it doesn't pair well when you don't have enough of those up against the brunt of the Splatoons and the Marios. So, um, yeah, I'm just hoping that we get a new IP that's like something cool, something kind of like Horizon, you know, something pushing the, the boundaries and something creative. Um, that would honestly get me more interested than a new 3d mario or a mario kart port or a smash brothers port um certainly more interested than splatoon so. yeah uh dom did you already go what did you what do you want to see from switch moving forward any information leak yeah new ips would be cool but i think it's more important is just that third party support and whatever that means like maybe resident evil 7 ends up over here and we already know skyrim that kind of like that kind of stuff can alleviate the pressure from the 
first part is that Nintendo to make all sorts of different games, right? If they actually Mass Effect Andromeda Portable they didn't. Oof, oof. Yeah. Exactly. When it I think that's be, dude. that's it highly better. likely, I think, because Mass Effect Three came to Wii U. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. But I would I would suspect that Andromeda will be on this guy too. But other than all that... Um, also, the third-party games need to come out day and day with the other consoles. We can't have the thing where it comes yeah, out on yeah. PlayStation and Xbox, and then six months down the road, it's out on, on Switch. We can't have that. We can't. Yeah. I'm adding all-play versions yeah. and the It needs the to be day and day. Yeah, so do you guys do you guys think that's actually going to happen? What, that it comes out day and date, or that we're going to have separate versions? Uh, Well, yeah, like, do you guys think that they're going to be third-party games like your big triple-a titles um is let's say is mass effect andromeda going to come out day and date on uh switch just like everything else and is it going to be the same version is red dead redemption 2 going to be like i got that? you is, i think you it know, will be the same version all these games. if it's on the console but i don't know if it'll be day and date i do believe that they're making a commitment and they're working with third parties to make sure it's the same game experience I don't know if they're willing, if, if third parties are still willing to put in the effort to make sure it's there the same day as the other ones. But I do think it'll be the so same I, version. I, I think the reverse. I think day and day is more likely, and then the different a different version graphically. Okay. Yeah. Right. Because this is in, this thing is less powerful than a, a regular. That's PS4 not really what I think about when I think Xbox about less One. version. I think of like a really watered down experience where it's not even really the same game. You know, graphically, yeah, a hundred percent. I think it'll be a different version. Obviously. Okay, yeah, not it's not going to be like uh, missing multiplayer mode on the Switch version or anything. That's not what I'm saying. I'm, just, I'm saying more like just you know, the, there's not as much textures and yeah. And I think that's going to be yeah. This is about on par with an Xbox One, wouldn't you say, Dom? I think it's just below that power yeah. wise. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, um, other than that stuff, though, what I the one thing I want to see more than anything, and we touched on it earlier, is. Uh, the account systems, the online functionality, and the interconnection between your different Nintendo systems, all that, trophies, friend list, like all that stuff has to be there. I think Social, that's, that would be huge. Yeah. yeah, like all that has to be done much better than they've been doing. It doesn't have to be as good as Xbox Live, but it's got to be better than it well, is. For and that's sure. the thing, too. Is that Are we getting backwards compatibility? No, that ain't happening. The thing is that, I, like, yeah. social is a huge feature for consoles and people who buy consoles. Maybe not because you guys don't really play online games that often, but for a, a big portion of people, they want to be able to have easy connectivity with their friends. And Nintendo's never had that. That's something they definitely need. The legacy stuff of, like, the well, achievements and the account management, that's for stuff like yeah. you guys, like people that aren't really multiplayer, but you still want the account management. You want to be able to own your games and not have to rebuy them 10 times. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't know. So like I had this a... console you guys think this console has uh movement support? Like does it have uh you know its own six axis or whatever? No. 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 I don't think no. So. You don't think it has any like cause well I guess Xbox doesn't have that, does it? PlayStation four does. Yeah. That's going the way of the DeLorean, I think. Yeah. Um <laughs> Uh, so, really quick before we close out the show, let's talk about Red Dead Redemption 2. As far as what I want going forward, I would like no information until E3, really. I don't like the breadcrumb thing. I'm kind of over it. But we're going to have something before the end of the year. I could see it at the PlayStation event, um, PlayStation Experience. What I would like for them to show is just let us know when this game's taking place and who's the protagonist. It doesn't have to be super full detailed. Just let us know... Give hints that, okay, this is happening after or before Red Dead Redemption. This is either a character you know or a brand new character. 
cool. I'm fine with that, you know, than a montage or something. Don't go full bore, but don't go too little. At least give let people know this is where we stand as far as when this game's taking place and who is the protagonist. Make it clear. You don't have to say who that his name is or anything, but make it clear if it's John Marston tied to him in any way or not. Boom. Move forward. Then, big blowout at E3. That's what I want. That's all I ask for. I don't want to be breadcrumbing for another year. Jesus. What about you guys? Um, I think just about the same, really. Like, um, I would have been okay if the first trailer hadn't dropped until E3 2017. Exactly, agreed. And then, you know, we just got gameplay. Um, I think we all kind of feel that way. Just most of gamers in general feel that way, that there's already plenty enough games to be hyped on. We don't need to keep uh, this chain going. For Especially for a Rockstar um, game. They know we're going to buy it. Stop trying to breadcrumb because we don't need that breadcrumb. Sure. Um, I think it'd be cool to see, um, you know, maybe what they could do with this new hardware. Like, are they going to take the next step? Are they going to give you uh, gameplay features that couldn't be done on last gen? Are they going to give you, um, you know, new ways of playing that you feel like uh, really do warrant a new generation of, of consoles? Um, so far, that really hasn't been the case with most AAA games, uh, most third-party games. Um, but I'm hoping that this, uh, that Rockstar are the people to do that, that, uh, the Red Dead Redemption franchise is the one to take that chance on. So that's what my biggest I agree. Is. I think the only game that's even pushed the limits is really Witcher 3. I think Uncharted 4 was really well done as far as, like, on a technical aspect, and I think Gears is doing that too. But they don't seem like games, they would be less pretty, but it doesn't seem like they wouldn't have been manageable on a PS3 or 360, you know? I think Witcher 3 is the closest thing to, like... Yeah. This game is super dense. Would this have been possible on a 360? And I'm, I'm interested to see that and see where that goes. And I agree with you. What about you, Dom? What do you what do you want to see and what do you expect to see out of Red Dead 2? Uh, Red Dead Redemption 2. Sorry, Internet. Uh, going until the reveal. Well, hey, folks. I do want to know as soon as possible when it's getting delayed to. Because it will get delayed. Making <laughs> bets. Um, I know it's not Sony first party, but... I think it's really extremely likely this thing gets delayed. I'll take you up on a bet. 2018, maybe. It'll be part of our E3 show. I'll take you up on a bet. All right, we'll do it. Well, yeah, we'll get to it around E3. Like um, they should have. Oh, but besides that, anyways. besides that, I'm fine. I'm fine hearing nothing until E3. Like you guys, I don't really need little breadcrumbs. I don't like talking about things this early, especially when I'm so jaded and I think it's going to get delayed. I'm like, I don't even want to think about it until it's closer. Because why? It just doesn't. To me, it doesn't deserve my mind share right now yeah so far away i'd rather get excited about other things that are here already or closer so well, i'd be fine here nothing did they, what did they show you in that trailer that like you said deserves your mind share for an entire year like exactly gorgeous gorgeous environments interesting little story tidbits but nothing where i was just salivating so hard and that i just I, have to talk about it for the next year the the other problem with what i said though is i'm going like i think all three of us are probably going to buy this the day it comes out so it's like we don't need any more convincing uh, and one of you guys mentioned that. So it's like maybe to someone who's a little more on the fence or doesn't quite know what it's about, that's who that's for, trying to sell it to them, right? And so to us, it's just this redundant messaging. That we also, have. it's not GTA. Like Red Dead was successful and it was critically acclaimed, but it's not GTA. It's not on that scope by any means. So I no. think – and selling yeah, Western yeah. is hard, especially since the Western movie, the last one that came out was a flop by according to a lot of people. As far I made money, but as far as like being critically magnificent made, seven, yeah, with Chris Pratt, a lot of people didn't like it. It was like lukewarm. It was like oh. a fifty. It was you know not good, not bad. 
I was really, I was really interested. I was hoping it'd be really yeah. good. It looked interesting. I had Denzel in it too. Denzel's my boy. Yeah. If you're looking for good uh, westerns released in today's day and age, Hell or High Water was great. I watched. And that, Westworld. It's uh, a about a month. It's ago. a cheat to that, but it it counts. Um, yeah, yeah. So Westworld's gonna help sell copies of this game. That's yeah, great. I agree with you on that. And it's a good transition out of uh, Game of Thrones. So, um, just closing out the show. We're getting into what we're going to be playing next week. Um, going to get into Virginia. Seems like a short game. Only like two hours, I think. Um, probably get uh, perfect that game. I think it. all the story, uh, all the achievements are like uh, collectible based or something, and it's really easy to get them. So I'm probably going to be playing that. Um, I still haven't gone around to finishing the final station, which I need to do. Um, I think the Call of Duty beta comes out this week for everybody, which I'm not a Call of Duty guy, but I still want to go in there and see it. A lot of people are really disliking the multiplayer, which... Is kind of interesting, and GameStop is actually reporting some of the lowest numbers for Call of Duty pre-orders in like the last five years. So interested to see that. Wow, that might be a GameStop problem. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. no, they said they actually in the same report they said that Battlefield One were uh, on par or higher numbers. So I don't okay. Know. Anyways, yeah. So I'm gonna <laughs> see if I can get a hold of that beta, check that out, um, and then just dabble with whatever I can. Orange Box came to backwards compatibility day for Xbox, so that means Portal, that means uh, Team Fortress nice. 2, and that means Half-Life, so I might uh, get into those. I might replay through Portal, because why not? Love that game. Uh, that's pretty much it for me. Catch up on Atlanta. I'm going to decide tonight, when I watch, decide to watch some stuff, if I'm going to uh, watch Walking Dead. So tonight's the night where I make that decision, so we'll see. Oh, make Yeah, or make or break. And also, I'm going to be watching the Bears tonight. Hopefully, they don't lose, but they probably will. Uh, what about you guys? So uh, me and the boys are going to go down to the court and play some hoops and then take a break and play some 2K on my Nintendo Switch with my four-button controller. No, I don't your even... NES controller. I don't know where I was your going with that accent. Like I don't know. Vanilla that wafer. Was, yeah. yeah, no, no one is Damn. doing that. Um, <laughs> I'm going to just play more Gears and Persona. So Awesome. Nice. The cool thing... Uh, I know what else you're going to be doing, Dom. Working. <laughs> I know what else. A cool thing, real quick, about Gears what? Four is that uh, Marcus's son, his middle name is uh, Dominic, which I thought was really cool. Because of Dominic. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I, 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 I meant to bring that up because yeah, that was really cool. They don't say his full name at first until I think they introduce Marcus when he says, "I think his name is James Dominic." Obviously, after Marcus's old friend Dom. It's Dominic Phoenix. The, the funnier thing, though, for me in particular, is that. Obviously, my name's Dominic, and then my dad's name is James. So just, <laughs> That's cool. I just chuckled at that. What, like, else oh, is, what else is Dom doing, Jordan? He is going to be watching the season seven premiere. Shit, of yeah. Walking yeah. Dead. How did... Of course I am. Da, 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 yeah. da, da, da. On AMC's The Walking Dead. Um, so, yeah, that's on Sunday night. Super excited for that. Um, and then, uh, yeah, more Westworld. Can't wait for that. Um, also, meant to mention this at the beginning of the show, um, I watched Don't Breathe last night. Ah, oh, so good, isn't it? That movie's pretty damn fucked up. Oh, yeah. Um, if you're getting into <laughs> it, I won't say anything else, but it's definitely worth a watch. Um, so there's that, and, uh, I'll definitely be playing more Red Dead, because I am enjoying that game. Probably, probably some more Battlefront. Um, so, yeah, the big one is, uh, actually, not only just Walking Dead, but, uh, um, Black Mirror just premiered, uh, well, will premiere tomorrow, I should say. Um, Black Mirror Season 3, if you're not familiar with that, Black Mirror is like this British 
um, kind of Twilight Zone type of deal where they have these uh, longer episodes, like hour, hour and a half episodes, and it's all about um, where technology is taking us and the the dark corners that it could be pushing us towards. So, highly uh-huh. recommend Black Mirror um, season three. Yeah, I, I said that right. So yeah. awesome! Uh, thank you guys for listening or watching episode thirty three. However, you intake to the show uh, of the Control Interest Gamecast. Uh, subscribe to us on YouTube, and we'll pop right up. Uh, if you search controlled interest, we don't have a custom URL yet. We're at 48-ish subs. I think we're at 48, something like that. We're really close to 50. Um, so share us with your friends. Try to get us closer to that 50 mark and then closer to 100. Slow but steady is our climb. Uh, follow us on Twitter at CTRLINT. That's uh, controlled interest abbreviated. For news updates, uh, all of our uploads get published there via tweets by Dom. Also follow us at our personal accounts. I'm at, uh, at Jared underscore. Jordan is at Melomotus. And Dom is at Dom's Oreos. Uh, and if you if you just want to go to our controlled interest Twitter, all of our our uh, usernames are below that in the description. Also, if you can please rate us on iTunes, it really helps the show grow. Um, the more you share and like our content, the bigger it gets and the better our content gets. So you get a better product in the end. Uh, yeah, thank you guys for listening or watching episode 33. Any closing thoughts, guys? The Switch and Red Dead Redemption 2. Switch. Turn around up. You guys remember that Will Smith song? Okay, yeah, we'll switch. <laughs> yeah. Which song? Uh, catch you guys in episode 34. Bye.